Hello and welcome to Ion Oakland. I'm Chuck Moss, your host, and we've got a great show. We have one of my favorite people, Martin Brook, Martin Seabrook, who is the Bloomfield Township Clerk. And uh, I'll just uh, jump right in here. Welcome back. Another year, another election. And I'm not on the ballot, so I can be objective about this. So it's no worries. Uh, so real quick, hardball question. What's going on? Good morning, Chuck. Thanks for having me on the show. Again, I enjoy this very much and, and spending time with you as always. Um, well, it's presidential primary election season. February 27th is the actual date of the election. But, you know, those matter less these days because uh, for the nine days in advance of that, we have early voting, uh, which for most people will be the first time they've done that. We did do early voting in this past November for the Bloomfield Hills School District election, but not everybody in the township participates. So this will be the first shot for everybody. It's nine days of early voting at the Bloomfield Township Library which is really important to me to have a site for early voting right here in the township. It's at the Bloomfield Township Library. Uh, this, uh, two Saturdays before the election is when it starts, and it's uh, 8.30 to 4.30 every day, except for Thursday, it's noon to 8.30. Uh, so we now have essentially nine election days, um, and we'll see how many people participate in that, but the library is a wonderful location for it, great facility. And that's just the beginning. I mean, I, there's so many more things going on that are new these days for elections um, that people will see besides early voting, for instance, if you're an absentee voter, um, you know, you used to have to come in and surrender your absentee ballot, but uh, starting this election, you can take the absentee ballot, uh, bring it to early voting or election day and run that actual ballot through the tabulator yourself as if you're voting with a precinct ballot. So no longer is there a difference. You don't have to come in and surrender an absentee ballot and get a new ballot, but uh, you can prepare it in advance, fill it out in advance, bring it into the precinct uh, or early voting site and run it through the tabulator yourself. Um, I think that's the best of both worlds. You can spend time at home with your ballot going through it, uh, fill it out in advance and also do uh, uh, run it through the tabulator yourself, uh, which I like to do and I know a lot of other people do too. Well, uh, you know, this this is the biggie. I mean, this is uh, all the marbles in this election. Uh, and I think it's an historic one. So you're you're uh, ready. I got a question of all the things that are new, or at least that we've done new. Have you seen any real like what the practical differences between the election with all the different stuff thrown in the new things and the ones before? Mm. Well, one uh, there's one very practical difference is that uh, there's a lot more for clerks to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, no one ever did anyone ask you guys before no. they put this on that the guys that have to actually make it work. Right. Yeah. No, one, no, no Never. one asked and they don't ask, can it work? So there are some, um, you know, a handful of issues that that the state, uh, county and local clerks are still working through to make sure um, items that are in the statute will work. Um, we're, we've got workarounds ready to go, but it'd be better if uh, some of the things were more smoothly programmed in, uh, by the state into the Qualified Voter File, or QVF. But we're going to make it work, and we're going to get uh, all these deadlines met. But it is more work for all the clerks, and um, I've met you know hundreds of them, and it's a really a dedicated group of public servants. Um, some elected officials, like townships, like myself, uh, and some are, uh, are career public servants in cities, for instance. That's a, an employment, employed position. Uh, but by the way, you know, this uh, 2024 is an election year, not just for, say, president or Congress, but it's also an election year in the township. 
um, the, the full board of trustees, all seven members, including the supervisor, treasurer, and clerk, myself, are up for election this year. And if anybody's interested in knowing about what the requirements are and filing deadlines, that information is posted uh, on the Bloomfield Township elections webpage that we just uh, posted a couple weeks ago. Um, so that's a great place for people to go if they're interested in learning more about uh, running for election. Now, I think that uh, there's another item here. Chuck may have uh, have technical difficulties. So then another item that I want to mention that's really important is election workers. Um, Township clerk's office is busy. Uh, we've got a lot of volunteers in here working. Uh, but election day uh, is not going to happen if we don't have election workers. And we need some more election workers for this February 27th. Uh, so if anybody's interested, you know, call, call my office. Uh, we need election workers. Uh, the number would be 248-433-7702, 248-433-7702. And uh, we'd love to get you signed up to be an election worker. You know, if you've got questions about elections, you want to participate, you don't have any questions about them, this is a great way to give back to the community and uh, spend time with your neighbors and, and friends. Um, a lot of people who start it don't, they end up sticking with it for a long time. In fact, we have had some folks... Um, recently recognized by the Board of Trustees for serving for uh, you know, 40 years in one case, uh, but many of them are 20 years and longer. So, Well, Bloomfield Township has uh, always been known for its uh, honest and well-run elections. I mean, you've been proverbial for that. And uh, so that we, uh, we uh, you know, it, it, you, you have a, a great record and also a lot to live up to. Uh, I know I'm thrilled to have the opportunity, and, and, and you're absolutely right about that. My predecessors have create a great foundation. I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to, to be clerk and to continue that that um, legacy and enhance it the best I can. Well, in you know, in this uh, you know, day and age or whatever is election integrity is always front and center. So I'm sure you have a lot of uh, built in safeguards uh, so that if someone comes along and says, now, wait a minute, somebody won by 10 votes or something, uh, you know, you'll be able to come back and say, no, no, it's all it's all good. Um, what are some of those safeguards? Well, there's a lot that I could go into, and I want to highlight a couple of items that are new, that are newer, um, that uh, uh, for ballot security and, and equipment security. So, with regard to ballots, um, they're here in my office actually right now. They're just off the screen, and uh, my team is is busy issuing uh, absentee ballots that will be mailed out next week. Now, in the interim. When we're not here, they are locked up. Uh, they're not simply left out for um, other staff or janitorial staff to see, but those ballots are um, locked um, and secured. Um, also, the election equipment uh, is maintained in a locked and secured area. It's tested twice before it's used on election day, once in, in called a public accuracy test, and um, that's the same. But also now, they, the equipment will be delivered in a locked cabinet and uh, not unlocked until election morning. That's an additional level of security. Um, previously, they are, they are brought to locations, uh, left in a, a closet, locked closet sometimes, and uh, other times not. They're tagged to know if there's been tampering, but now they'll also be locked up. So uh, not only is there a tag to identify tampering, but there is a lock to ensure that there isn't any tampering. Now, well, I've, been, uh, I've been back uh, sort of in the back room, you know, at the, at the township and your, your office, and you got more holding lockup cells than the cops do. Uh, <laughs> do. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, I wonder what what did what did these ballots do? Were they drunk and disorderly or something? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, you know, uh, let's uh, one thing we want to I want to hit because I know this is an issue. People have talked to me about it, and I'd like to get this issue um, you know off the table. Is that uh, you often have things called overvotes. You have more votes cast than, than people live there, and that is a natural thing for anybody who wants to say, "Oh my God, it's voter fraud," but it isn't. Why not? Well, there's it's a it's a couple of really important reasons. Um, the number of uh, votes or overvotes that can occur is first overvote is used when someone votes for more than the, the allowed number of uh, positions on the ballot. So if you could vote for seven trustees on the board of trustees and you vote for eight, that's an overvote um, and that won't count. Um, there is questions that come up concerning the number of people who register in the township and the number of people who uh, the census say live here. And um, you and I, Chuck, have talked about this in great detail. You know, the census numbers estimate the number of people who are 18 years of age and older. The, um, the voter registration records are not an estimate, it's an actual. Uh, and the numbers don't necessarily match because of a variety of other reasons. The, 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 the census numbers count people who do not actually necessarily, or, or don't count people who are voting here. So a student could be away at college, uh, they vote here if they desire, or they can register at school, their choice. If you're uh, doing the census, they are counted at school. Now, of course, we have a lot of uh, young folks in this area who are still voting here and, and are away at University of Michigan and so forth. Um, there's other differences. Um, so the, the census numbers and the voting uh, the registration numbers are, are just really so completely different. But I, I'm confident in the accuracy of our numbers. They're something we have to constantly work on, and we do. The other thing I want to mention is there's two numbers. We have, you know, all voters in the system, plus we have a lot of voters who are inactive. So uh, make sure when you're comparing the two numbers between, say, a census number and the number of back, uh, registered voters, you're using the active voters list. Um, there are people who we know have moved, but uh, legally we have to put them in a countdown, which is, which is uh, they must miss four, uh, two federal elections, essentially a four-year period, before they're removed, even though we know they've moved uh, out of state. That's a federal law. Uh, nothing we can do about that anywhere in the state of Michigan or anywhere in any other state. Bottom line, though, I want to mention, I mean, voter registration records are your personal responsibility. Uh, we do what we can at the state, local level and the county level to use our resources to identify those people who have moved. But bottom line, you know, if you're going to change your cable bill and you've changed your taxes, you really should be changing your voter registration right away and not waiting until Election Day. That's going to help everybody. Well, I may have to change my internet connection at this point, but yes. Um, <laughs> Welcome uh, back. Yeah, well, uh, you know, this is great. I, 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 for all you who are watching, uh, I've been having some technical difficulties and going in and out. And the guests, I think this unfortunately may prove that the host is the most dispensable person of the show. Uh, you know, just, just record me coming on saying, hello and welcome to Ion Oakland. And then way going out and thank you all for being here. And I would just let you guys keep going. Uh, it might be yeah. a after all. I notice when you go off, I notice. And so I, I go on to another topic. You're doing great. You're doing great. I, like I said, this is, um, thank you. We're, we're old veterans, fortunately. So, <laughs> Uh, now, we talk about mail-in votes. Another issue that people will bring up is that there are inherent issues with the mail-in. You don't know who filled out the ballot, which may or may not be may, may not be a problem now with all the uh, constitutional changes. You don't know if there was undue influence. You don't know any of those stuff. Um, is there any issue or is that something we just kind of don't care about anymore because we, you know, it's just the way it is? 
Well, look, people are supposed to fill out their own their own ballot. It's illegal to gather in a group and fill out uh, absentee ballots together as a group. Um, it's illegal to have someone you don't know deliver your absentee ballot to the Dropbox. Um, and we have cameras on all the drop boxes uh, that we can review if necessary and uh, if there's questions that come up. Um, but everybody who signs the uh, the uh, the back the envelope uh, and returns their uh, absentee application uh, will have the signature reviewed and they're they are uh, attesting that that uh, they voted this ballot without uh, anyone else's influence. Now, if they've had some help, there is a form a spot on the form for that as well, where individuals are supposed to declare that they've provided some assistance, which is permissible. Individuals may need assistance for a variety of very legitimate reasons. I know that my mother would always ask me who I'm voting for in the election, so she could vote for the exact opposite. But uh, that's uh, you know, uh, but that that's okay. Sometimes she'd make an exception and support me. Sometimes she wouldn't. But the deal is, is that now we have a question here: is that uh, I'll shift gears is that we all have the different districts now for years and years, uh, you know, your, your state representative, your state senator, we're all, uh, you know, Birmingham, Bloomfield and all around. We now have different districts in the township, like part of five different districts and different city commissioner, county commissioner districts. So did that make any difference at all? Or is it just a matter of counting the votes and putting them in the right slots? Well, from our standpoint, the, the process of issuing ballots and the counting the votes, it didn't make any difference at all um, because the lines were drawn to match the pre-existing precincts. And that that's important. Um, if they draw the lines and don't pay any attention to the, the precincts, then we uh, does create a lot of complexity for voters and the, the precinct workers because there could be two different or more ballot styles per precinct. That didn't happen, so there's really no um, administrative difference. Um, I have heard, though, many uh, point out that having uh, us being a part of five different house seats um, reduces the township's voice um, instead of enhancing it or, or but uh, this has just been the first time we've dealt, dealt with that. But as you know, Chuck, uh, the, 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 there's a state court, a federal court case that's ordered the, the Citizens Commission to redraw districts around Detroit. Ours were not, was not specifically mentioned, but there's really no way they can redraw those uh, districts without affecting us as well. And we'll see what happens in the next couple of months. Um, oh, yes. Uh, I'm paying, paying very close attention to what they're going to draw and what the districts may well be um, going forward. Yeah. And yeah, you're absolutely correct that I'll just say this as someone who you know, represented both a county commission district and a state rep district, the township is the biggest dog. And when the township, as you know, and the township and its leadership spoke, your elected representatives listened very, very, very closely. And now if you're all split up into five and you might be a little bit of one and not much of the other, you don't have the clout you had when you were the one biggest dog in the biggest dog on the block. So that's just a, um, just a thing. Uh, but yeah, who knows what those new districts will look like and what might come from them. Yeah, anyway, uh, but um, uh, this one I had, you know, the question is that um, we've got, uh, we, we were talking about the districts. It makes no difference. Um, we do uh, know that Bloomfield Township was always known, I can tell you this, for getting the results in early. Because, you know, like if I'm on the ballot, I want to know, I want to know soon enough how the election's going. You guys were always first. Now, there was a little glitch in 20, and that was not your fault. I know that. 
but uh, you kept me up all night biting my nails. But nonetheless, uh, you um, you know you're always known for getting your getting your election your results in early. I assume that's because uh, you know you guys are more efficient. Well, we've got a lot of experienced election workers that have been doing this a very long time, and that makes all the difference in the world. Um, and we rely on them; they're wonderful. Um, they are township residents. Um, some of them are no longer township residents, but they drive back because they really love doing it. Um, so you can work in elections just in any jurisdiction, just as long as you are a registered voter in the state of Michigan and you're 18 years of age. Well, you now you're 17 too, but with, with, with a parent's permission. So right. that's well, now, really what gets it done. I mean, I play a role, of course, as the leader, but you know, it, it's the citizens that are engaged and involved that, that know this and, and make a real serious contribution to the, the, the efficiency of our, of our process. Well, you mentioned the big V word or volunteers, and that's your real army. I mean, that's the army to get this all done. How many people do you have working and helping? How does, how, how many, how big an operation is? It's like planning D-Day, you know, I mean, tell me, how, how do you do it? Well, we, uh, it's, it's or between 175 and 200 plus people are working um, on election day and beforehand during early voting. Uh, there's an additional uh, 15 to 20 people working in my office. Uh, they started two weeks ago. Right now, actually, I think there's a dozen um, individuals who are here. There is pay involved, but they're really doing this as a civic service. Um, so there's a dozen to a dozen and a half people preparing all the absentee ballots, uh, checking them when they go out, checking them when they come back in, and then uh, roughly 200 additional people on election day to process um, all the voters. Uh, now, anybody, you know, obviously wants to volunteer. I have a feeling you could probably always use more volunteers. How, um, how first of all, how do you train them? I mean, I assume you don't, they don't just walk in and you throw them, you know, here you go. You've, you've probably got training. You've probably got ways to you know, give people experience other than the folks who are veterans. What is someone who volunteers, you know, how, how does that work? Oh, that's a great question. So yes, we do. We do provide training here in the township. Um, if it's your first time ever, uh, there is training for you specifically. It gives more de details about that. Um, and there's uh, two options, a daytime one and an evening time option. Uh, if you're more experienced and you, and you want to get in, uh, be more engaged in what's happening that day, you can be trained to, to perform the electronic poll book or station two, uh, which is the critical task, and individuals kind of raise their hand for that, and there's additional training for the electronic poll book. And after years, and if you distinguish yourself, then we can uh, bring you on as a, uh, a chairperson. There's two chairpersons in each uh, precinct, one Democrat, one Republican, and those are individuals who have uh, experience in the precinct and other roles already. Um, variety of amount of experience and they receive additional training on, on top of the other trainings. All of them are done here in my office uh, or another conference room here and all of them have a variety of times available for people to pick from. Now on top of it, look, I mean, we really need people and, uh, and more than they need us, uh, we need them. If uh, people can't get training on the times available, uh, it is common that my staff will do a, a, an individualized training as well. Now, there's a serious question. I'm sure you're, you're prepared for it. If someone wants to volunteer and sees the show, how do they do it? How do they contact you? 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I'm happy to go through this again. If I get one person, 10 people, I would be let's wonderful. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, Township. Uh, we're going to put off. this up on the screen, by the way. We're going to put yeah. it up. So if anybody doesn't hear it, they can see it. Yeah. Call my office, area code 248-433-7702, 248-433-7702. Or you can email clerk at bloomfieldtwp.org and ask about becoming an election worker. Um, one thing that we do that's also new as far as security goes is we do perform a criminal background check on everybody who wants to do this. Um, that's uh, a new feature uh, that has not been done before and any, uh, most clerks don't do it, but I've implemented that because I think it's important. Um, and uh, we will do that check upon application and then get, th get you through the process. I love to have people voting, you know, working with us. Um, mostly if they actually work in the precinct, they tend to vote absentee. Uh, but you could also you know, vote the precinct you're at. So uh, anybody, and I, I'm just going to throw this out too, uh, that if anybody is interested, you call the number and get involved. Because really, uh, it, it doesn't work unless uh, all, all of us and all of you get involved. Uh, and yeah, no criminal records, huh? Yeah, <laughs> not, not, no convictions, I'm okay. Uh, right, right. No convictions. So all the time, I mean, the law requires that people disclose whether or not they have it. We can't appoint someone who we know has a criminal conviction, but the law doesn't require us to check. Um, so I'm checking. Yeah, going above and beyond. That's uh, once again, that's a hallmark of the Bloomfield Township and your your elections. Uh, now, uh, if you've got, let's just say, like early voting starts, um, someone's just looking at this thing. Geez, I'm used to going in and waiting in line. That, that's what I always do, but is that uh, how many days in advance, how many voting real quick? I know you said so at the beginning of the program. Let's hit it again for anybody who's listening and watching. Hopefully they're getting getting a visual is that you've got, uh, you know, how many days is it? How many days out? When does early voting start? So early voting starts. Uh, it's, it's nine days prior to Election Day. Um, it's the second Saturday before every election. And uh, I don't actually have the February date memorized, but I think it's February 15th, could be February 17th is the second Saturday before the election. It's that Saturday through the, the Sunday before. Early voting is not on the Monday before the election, uh, but the, the two weekends in advance of that in the weekday, uh, 8.30 to 4.30 Bloomfield Township Library, except for Thursday, it's, it's noon to eight. And uh, Township Library has been wonderful in offering their facilities and hosting us for Election Day. Uh, and I hope to see a lot of people there voting on election uh, on early during early voting. Well, you usually see me on Election Day because, uh, you know, I just like to see how the how the voted, even when I'm not on the ballot, which is like now I'm not, we are not no, no, no electioneering going on here. So if people think they need assistance or they need some help, um, are they going to be out of town? Should they call? What should they do? Should call you with the number or register? How, how does someone who thinks they might need some help, uh, what should they do? Well, the first thing they need to do is uh, if they are seeking an absentee ballot, uh, they can. anyone can do that regardless of having a reason or not. But if you need help, that's a very good reason. Um, you can have assistance from family members uh, to complete to, to, you know, to complete that ballot and to get it and return it. Non-family members can't return your absentee ballot. If if just before the election, say the weekend beforehand, you uh, have to be out of town, it's been a surprise event that takes you out of town, like a, a death in the family, 
non-emergency uh, could also, uh, you could also call our office and we could provide our additional assistance. I can come out there and, uh, or one of my staff can collect, can deliver or, and collect the ballots. Um, as uh, we are all sworn officers uh, empowered to do that kind of a work, kind of work. So yes, they could call my office if they need special assistance uh, and cannot get it through a family member. Again, that's 248-433-7702. And we will put that up. Well, that's going to be up on the screen. So uh, now if, if you, uh, once again, um, people who want to want to volunteer and you can't, I can't overemphasize how imp important it is. And that's yeah, a lot of fun. Coffee and donuts, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and at the training too. Uh, yeah. Things are like a little different this year. And you were talking about some of them. Uh, anything that the public will notice about it being different? Uh, primarily the two, the, the ability to vote early um, and the ability to take your absentee ballot and run that ballot through the tabulator yourself um, instead of having to, uh, if you decide to vote in person after receiving an absentee ballot, previously you had to cancel that ballot and be issued a new one in the precinct. Not anymore. You can take that uh, absentee ballot and, and fill it out at home, bring it to the precinct and run it through the tabulator yourself. I think people will like that feature a lot. Uh oh, Chuck is frozen again. <laughs> now, one other thing I want to mention, and we have a lot of them here. Uh, in the past, uh, all clerks uh, that elected to created what's called the permanent absentee list. That list uh, were individuals we would mail an application to every election. That's the permanent absentee list. That changed. So, uh, because of the constitutional amendment, there's a, a permanent ballot list. Individuals apply once to receive an absentee ballot for every election going forward. With one exception, presidential primary elections are, are party-specific ballots. I can't mail you a ballot until you tell me which one, Republican or a Democrat. So right now we're waiting for uh, about, there's about 12,200 people on our permanent, abs permanent ballot list. We've got only a couple thousand ballot selection forms back. So before we can mail you your ballot, you've got to tell us which ballot, Republican or Democrat, um, and uh, there's a form that was mailed to every ho the home of everybody on that list in the last week of December. And we're hoping to get those back uh, real soon. Good. Well, you know, uh, it's a uh, right to vote. It's important, but it's, it's, uh, it doesn't work unless you actually go out and, and do it. And I'm going to just a real quick, uh, anything that we should have talked about, we should have covered that we didn't. Did you like to hit? Well, Chuck, no, I, I think we did. I appreciate the, the time to be here with you and, Always love the questions you ask. They're really good ones. And, um, you know, thanks for your service representing Bloomfield Township in the past and and your involvement uh, for many, many, many decades. Well, thank you. You know, complimenting the host is not mandatory, but it's always welcome. Uh, I just uh, would simply notice that your office looks, it actually looks very clean. I was starting to talk about, I suppose probably in another, you know, month or so, it's going to look like uh, the, you know, the, the, the Allied Command post at the longest day for the movie, the people coming in and out. I uh, just want to you know, tell everybody that I'll throw this up again. Anybody, and you do not have to be a Bloomfield Township resident to volunteer and help. Uh, and so what you should do is uh, we're going to, we'll, we'll have that up on the screen. Uh, what is It's 433-7702 uh, or the website, it's Bloomfield Township. So uh, come volunteer, help out, uh, make it coffee and donuts. But at the very least, you're uh, helping keep the uh, keep our uh, keep our republic functioning. 
Right. All right. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate Martin Brook, who is the Bloomfield Township clerk, uh, giving us the, the lowdown on this big election year. It is a very big election year, and uh, it sounds like you guys are ready. Thank you. We are. All right. Well, thank you very much. I'm Chuck Moss, and thank you all for joining us here on Eye on Oakland.